Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? What's up, man? Ready to get this uh, baseball preview going. That's Finally. right. We're Finally. Our, we're doing our baseball preview on July 20th. You know, normally on July 20th, we'd be talking about who needs to make a deal at the trade deadline. And here we are oh, now shit. talking about a brand new 2020 season on July 20th. This feels so weird. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, weird is an understatement. But uh, you know, I, finally we we've waited for this for so long. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like you know a guy waiting for his child to be born. You yeah. know. Kind of like your first kiss, right? Your first girlfriend. Like, this is the moment we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for sports to come back. I don't know about the first kiss, right? Because you never know when that's going to happen. But when your child, the birth of your child is a good one, right? Because you know the baby is due. The baby is due at the end of July, right? And so you're for right. months thinking about it. And it's, it's really it's really no different than any other baseball season, except for the fact that we had to wait an extra four months. No shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, you and I are big baseball fans. We're always excited for opening day. We're always anxious about the new season and the, you know, what happened uh, in the winter with trades and, you know, how does the season shake out for, how's it going to look for our teams in particular? And this is the same thing. It's just, it's just, three months later, right? Four months later. Cause they usually start at the end of March. It's, it's really weird to be talking about this in the middle of the summer. And the fact that we've gone this long without it is kind of is weird. It, it's just, we've been saying this for, for months with this whole COVID thing, right? It's weird. 2020. It's weird. Well, we can put all that to the side because, uh, we're finally here. We're a couple days away from opening night, then opening day. So, so good stuff. So let me ask you: Are you going to play hooky? Uh, I don't have to play hooky this year. <laughs> I don't have a job, so. <laughs> but you're going to be squared up in front of the TV all day on Friday. Am I right? Uh, yeah, but Thursday. Thursday. Well, well, Thursday right, yeah, only Friday. two games, right? Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. Thursday's only two games, and then, right. But right. Friday would be all day barbecue for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't put it past me to put something on the grill. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you, man. I don't blame you. Yes, sir. So I'm pretty busy with work and stuff, so I don't know that I'm actually gonna be able to take the day to watch baseball, but I'm gonna have it on in the background. I know that for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. definitely. We're definitely watching baseball. My my luck, my luck. I will get a job offer as soon as the season starts, and it'll be one that I can't turn down, which will prevent me from watching games all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your first day at work will be Friday when you've got to fill out yeah. all the paperwork and you you don't have your computer set up so that you can have MLB in the corner right. on one of your monitors and work on the other monitor. That would suck. The one good That's thing right. is, the one good thing is, and and I'm and I'm already exper I've already been experiencing this, right? Working from home, I have the TV on constantly, 
and I'm 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 not quite I'm a little different than you are. I enjoy I enjoy every sport. You enjoy most mm-hmm. sports. Um, so right. I'm watching I'm watching all kinds of stuff. They show me a soccer game from Germany. I'm watching it. They show me a a NASCAR race in you know they're racing midgets midget cars. I'm watching that. I don't care. I watch anything. You know if it's sports, I'll watch it. If they put if they put a couple of cockroaches on a track, I'd watch it. Um, <laughs> so I've always got my TV on in the background behind my laptop and my screen, and so I'm constantly watching sports while I while I work. It's a blast. So I have enjoyed this work from home thing in that regard. It sucks that you don't get to talk to people and you feel kind of like a prisoner in your own home a little bit, but there is a positive side to that. This is what I choose to focus on. Well, for this podcast, there's only one sport that that matters, bro. One sport only. That's right. We're not talking about anything else today, but the 2020 Major League Baseball season. Hey, look, I will tell people that watch this show, and I'll tell them right now. This is going to be the most accurate predictions you're going to get on the 2020 MLB season. Because if there's anything you and I know, we know weird. So this season is tailor-made for us to make weird predictions, weird picks, and we're probably going to get them all right. I personally am taking all of my life savings to Vegas. And I'm going to bet on whatever we agree on on this show or whatever whatever comes out of this show. I'm going to bet it all on that because I think we're going to be absolutely right. Yeah. These, uh, yeah. The uh, expert analysts. They have no shot. They have, they no, have shot. no shot. They, they have, have no shot. shot. They've never thought about a 60-game season. We have. You better go into this 2020 baseball season open-minded. That's, that's right. That's right. The experts, they've never thought about a 60 game season. They've never thought about the spitting rules. They've never thought about, uh, you know, a runner on second to start extra innings. They haven't thought about, you and I have thought about that stuff. Lifelong baseball right. fans, we've thought about all the weird shit. They haven't thought about the Orioles having a chance to win the World Series. They haven't thought about the Orioles having, a, the Tigers having a chance to be only five games out halfway through the season. We have thought about that. They have. Right. So, you know, so let's, so let's get into it. Um, hey, so what do you want to talk about? For, you want to go straight into the divisions or do you want to talk about big moves that you think are going to make an impact this year? Um, I mean, we can go straight into the divisions and kind of, you know, incorporate the big moves that said teams made during the season, you know? Sounds good. Sounds good. So just so everybody knows, we have a 60-game baseball season. How many teams make the playoffs this year? It's regular playoff format. It's the same playoff format. So it'll be, it'll be five teams, right? The three division right. winners and the top two uh, next best records. And right. the only other difference is that the National League will use the DH. Uh, so, okay, so we have the same old, same old. So let's start in the American League. I think the American League is actually kind of easy this year. I think the National League is a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just start at the very top. You got the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Baltimore Orioles in the AL East. In a 60-game season, for a team that can mash like the Yankees and they picked up Garrett Cole – this seems like a foregone conclusion to me. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just being a homer. But, man, 
I really like the Yankees. They made it work last year with a lot of injuries. This year, it's a short season. They don't have to make it work with a lot of injuries. There won't be a lot of injuries. Hopefully, there won't be a lot of COVID cases. Um, But that Yankee lineup looks absolutely stacked. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees have a, you know, like you said, last year, when they were injured for all year, basically, it seemed like they still, you know, they can put up runs, crank out home runs and all that. Um, I think I think the biggest issue that I and – and they have a good bullpen. They have a really good bullpen. Uh, the issue that I may see with them is is the, the back end of the starting rotation after Cole. You know, Tanaka had like a four-something ERA. So, I don't – you know, those guys are still uh, – you know, the rest of that rotation, you kind of don't know what you're going to get out of them. Sure. Um, so – you know, other than that, other than the Yankees, I, I can see the Rays. You know, when we talk, when, when we when we go through these these divisions, you know, I mean, anything can happen, right? Like the Orioles can get hot; they can start off sixteen and four, right? The first twenty games—that's a third of the season—and then they can just gain confidence and just fucking win. You know, go sixteen and four the rest of the way, and and have you know. 38 wins or whatever it is, or 48 wins. Well, probably not that good, but you, you, you get the point, right? So, you know, it's it's the, the, the thing with this season is if, if you fall behind, if you start four and 16, you kind of, you, you might be in trouble a little bit, right? You may not, you know, maybe the Yankees can afford to start four and 16, but, you know, it's it's really, so when I'm making my predictions, I, I don't know. It's easy to say the Yankees, but I mean, the Red Sox could could play very well. The I mean, the Rays had the team. I think they've proven to us that they can, they can, they can make the playoffs, uh, or they can make a run for the playoffs in a 162 game season. 60 games might not be a big issue for them, for them, you know. Well, I, I tell you, I agree with you completely there, and I think the Rays are built for this type of season, right? They do that. Uh, the the whole, what, I don't even I don't even remember the phrase for it. It's been so long since we talked about bullpenning. Bullpenning, right? They live and die by that, and I think this is the kind of season that really lends itself to that. Um, you don't have to travel much. You're staying within your time zone for the most part. You're playing teams over and over again, the same teams. So you know that familiarity the best way to the best advantage that you have is the constant changing of pitchers. Right. So, you know, it's, it's easy. And you bring up a really good point. If you get hot, you start off 16 and four, Hey, you really only have to go 500 the rest of the way to be in the playoffs. Right. Because let's face it, uh, you know, 63, a, a team that, that plays 620 baseball, it's a hundred win team in a normal season. So if you start off 16 and four, all you have to do, all you have to do to make the playoffs is really, you have to get the 30, 35, 37, 38 wins, 38 wins. You're probably going to win the division, right? So you start off 16 and four and all you have to do is get to 36. All you got to do is go 20 and 20 the rest of the way. And if you were hot, sure, you're going to cool off, but that's a big, that's a big jump. You're not going to see a team for obvious reasons, 
you're not going to see a team like the Nationals last year that started 19 and 31 over their first 50 and make the playoffs, right? They're going to that's going to be too long of a stretch of playing less than less than average baseball. Right. So, you know, you got to you got to get on your horse and get moving quick this season. And and here's another thing that I, I'll say about the American League East that I will also say about the National League East. These are going to be two very tough divisions because they play one another. So even though the Yankees have a very good team, you you kind of have to we we we, we kind of have to look at it. You know, we have to look at the National League East side too because in the National League East, you have teams with very good pitching. Like the Nationals have a one-two-three punch. The Phillies have a one-two punch, I believe. Um, you know, the Braves have really good pitching. So, you know, the Yankees do look like a clear-cut, you know, runaway with the division, but I don't think – this I don't think in this case they are going to be, and again uh, along along um, with playing the NL East, you still have to play the Rays, right? You got to see them um, at least ten times or whatever it is that they're, yeah, you know that that they're going to be playing each other. Um, so, and another team we can't forget about in the AL East, is, I think, is the Blue Jays. Now, the Blue Jays have a really fun, exciting team. You know, now they may not have a home to play at right now because they they won't be playing in Canada. So who knows where they're going to be playing? But when you look at that team, they picked up Ryu, uh, yeah. you know, from free agency. So and and you know they got Biggio, they got Bo Bichette, they got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That's a really exciting young team to watch out for. So you know, again, that's a team that if they start off hot, right, being a young team. They could gain some confidence and, you know, maybe be in, be in the fight. So Right. And if they start off well, right, they're not going to have to go through the dog days of summer. They're not going to get worn down by the heat in the middle of the summer when you're playing those games, you know, day in and day out. They're, they're, they're younger. They're fresher. You know, honestly, coming into this season, I thought they were going to be a young and upcoming team that was probably going to give a, a, give a good run at the top three in that, in that division or the big three, you know, the big names in that division. And now with a shorter season, I think it's less likely. But on the flip side, if they get hot, they could be hard to stop because they're just not going to know any better. And the one downside to them is their home situation. Like, where are they going to play? Um, you know, I've been hearing rumblings that they're going to play in some minor league park in, in the U.S., which is, you know – it's going to be tough on them, but this season's going to be kind of weird and tough on everyone. So maybe this is like the perfect year to have this happen to you, right? So, and, and, they're, and like I said, they're a young team, uh, which is they're good. So, you know, I thought they were a year away, but they may sneak in this year. You know, we, we talk about it being a weird season, right? And and so far it's been weird, and it feels like for the Blue Jays it's gotten even weirder, right? Like they don't have a home stadium to play at, right? Of course it, it would have been without fans and all that, but they don't have that – they're not home, you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're not comfortable. So now they're going to be doing, you know, a bunch of traveling. Right, right. And, you know, even if there are no fans – you know, there's something special about playing in a big league park. The amenities are a little bit different. It's a little more comfortable. The locker rooms, yada, 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 right? The facilities are 
are, are conducive to them being, you know, a little more comfortable. So yeah, it only gets weirder for them. Yeah. Um, the Orioles, I think still are, are just terrible. And, you know, the Orioles have to build their minor league system and, and, you know, acquire young talent and, and work from there. But they, they still, they have a long way to go before they're even really competitive. Uh, I think it'll be interesting at the top. I don't know what to expect from the Red Sox. Uh, you know, they lost Mookie Betts. Um, they don't, you know, they don't strike me as a team that, you know, they're kind of like, um, they're kind of like a ship in rough waters. You know, they, they, it's hard to yeah. tell what's going on in a new manager after uh, Cora was fired. I don't know. To me, this looks like a two-horse race between the Yankees and the Rays, and I think both of them make the playoffs. Uh, with the Jays, maybe surprising. This may be a season where we see the the Red Sox drop all the way down to fourth. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect out of the. Uh, when when you look at their bless you by the way, Thank when you. you look at their team, I mean they still they got Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez, uh, Devers. I mean they got a decent team, but. Uh, I mean, I don't know what what else to. I mean, I don't, I don't know none of these pitches except Nathan Neovaldi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't expect too much from them. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't trust them. Um, so because of the way the schedule works this year, let's flip over to the National League East um, since they're going to be playing each other. Look. This is far and away the most interesting division. And maybe, again, maybe I'm biased, but this is the most interesting division in baseball. You have, I think you have potentially three World Series teams. And when I say World Series teams, three teams that could, I think, I would not be shocked to see three, any one of these three teams make it to the World Series. It would not blow me away. Um, mm-hmm. A fourth team that I think has a really good shot at making the playoffs. And then, you know, they've got one that's, there for show just to make it five teams right the Miami Marlins are they're just there to make it a division right it can't be a division without five teams huh they're the Baltimore Orioles of the NL East yeah yeah. but the rest of that division and the fact that they're going to play each other so much and the fact that there is some bad blood in there between those teams I think is probably going to make this the most interesting I understand that they're not playing uh, a lot of games so Maybe patience. There'll be more patience, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some 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 bickering going back and forth, and maybe not brawls because my guess is that any kind of contact will you know will make you know they'll make suspensions pretty severe this year. But those those teams are all going to be hot by the time it gets to September, and by the time we get to late September, and there's a playoff rush. Those four, those other four teams are going to be hot with each other, um, and I and honestly, this is one where it's a complete flip of the coin to me. Uh, you know, I think the Braves and the Nationals are the two best teams in this division, and quite frankly, I think the Braves are the best team in the division. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Nationals win. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Phillies win. Heck, I almost wouldn't be surprised to see the Mets win. Um, there's a lot of talent. Let's start with the national with the with the defending champions, the, the Washington Nationals. You know, they they finished the season lifting the trophy, which is all fine and dandy, but that's old news. Now we're talking about this year. We're talking about 2020. We're talking about the weird year. And 
the big move for them was actually a loss. They lost Anthony Rendon this a year after losing Bryce Harper to Philadelphia. Um, but they did make one good move, and it was a re-signing. They re-signed Steven Strasburg, who uh, you know proved to be an absolute stud during their playoff run. Is this team better than last year's team, or are we looking at the same thing and hoping for the best? I mean, yeah, uh, Rendon's a – I mean, a, that's a pretty big loss. Um, but I, I, I think they can still – you know, hang that, their pitching is so good. I think that I mean, you got Patrick Corbin, Scherzer, and Strasburg. That's that's a solid one, two, three. If you ask me. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know that the bullpen really came around last year, and it's pretty much the same. So, um, I, I I think they can be just as good in 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 these, in these sixty games as you know as they were last year in the second half. So, one of the one I of the mean, things I. One of the things I really like about the Nationals, Martinez, right? I think he can manage that team. This is a short season. He proved to be very good in the playoffs last year, pushing all the right buttons. I think he can do the same kind of thing this year. And, you know, I think that's a big advantage for, for them. Um, then you've got the Braves, which I think the Braves are super-duper talented. And this is a young team that we've been looking at getting better every year. They won the division last year. Didn't do so hot in the playoffs, but they won the division. 97 wins last year. So it wasn't a cakewalk for them. Um, I'm a little concerned with the Freddie Freeman situation. There seem to be other players. Marcakis isn't playing this year. So I am a little concerned when I look at the Braves. I am a little concerned about things like that. But as far as talent goes, they're pretty good. They lost Josh Donaldson, but I don't, I don't think losing Josh Donaldson is that big of a deal. Um, he's a good bat and all, but I, I think they've got the talent to replace that. I kind of view it as um, not to the level of the Nationals losing Harper, right? Because Harper is obviously a much better talent than Donaldson. But I feel like they've got other players to fill in those roles and to really have them primed for another run at the, uh, at the NL East crown. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I mean, this, this division's really, really stacks up pretty good. Um, they got a pretty young pitching staff, the Braves do. So, you know, let, I, I think that'll be something to watch out for. Um, and they have a, they have a pretty good bullpen as well. They, they went out there and got a reliever from the giants, Will Smith. Yeah, who was you know who who's pitched pretty good uh, last season. So you know that strengthened up already a, a pretty decent bullpen. Um, so you know, yeah, it's a good team. You know, again, it's it's really tough for me. It's tough because you're going to be playing within the division, and then you got to cross over and, and play. You know, the Yankees, the Rays, uh, you know, the the Blue Jays. So. Um, you know, I think the thing to watch out for, for from from the Braves is Ronald Acuna. Is he going to be able to to put together another solid season, right? Like an MVP almost type season, like he did last year. Uh, if if he, you know, with everything that's that's been going on, it's 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 really easy to you know not not have been 
focus going into these 60 games. So is he, you know, he's a, he's a young kid. He, he tends to not run out fly balls and, and shit like that. So is he going to be, you know, a hundred percent invested and, and, you know, on track is, is I think they're going to go as, as, as far as he goes, right. If he has a good season, then, you know, I, I can see the rest of the lineup being very good, but if, if he's struggling, I, I don't, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that the rest of the team can follow suit. The thing about the Braves that I like is they went out and they got Cole Hamels. They went out and got Ozuna from the Cardinals. They signed him. As That's a, a good pickup. So, you know, their strength was their pitching staff and their bullpen. I think that's only gotten stronger, which is what you need in the NL East because that's, you know, pitching is the order of the day in the NL East. So I think those are, those are big signings for them. And I think those are, you know, those are things that, that are really going to help them out. Uh, you know, we, we glossed over this, but I expect Soto to have a pretty good season for the Nationals. You know, again, that's a kid who's been getting better and better. And I think the level of confidence that he got from the World Series run will really lift him up a little bit to make him, you know, one of the one of the players we're talking about in late September. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I actually think losing Rendon is going to affect Soto a little bit. You know, he was he was it was Rendon and Soto and then, you know, the number five hitter, I guess, Howie Kendrick for the Nationals. I wonder, you know, he doesn't have Rendon now hitting in front of him. So is he going to see, is he going to see pitches, right? That he, like he was last year. I, I don't know. So that, I wonder how that's going to affect them. Well, the good thing is they still have Kendrick, which I think that veteran presence is helpful. Uh, losing Rendon is, is, is a problem, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll still, you know, He'll step up his production now. The, That's what happened last uh, year with this. Rendon, right? They lost Harper and Rendon really stepped up. So I'm expecting that from Soto this year. Yeah, that that that's something to look out for, I think, right? Because like when you lose Harper, but you still got Rendon and Soto, now you lose. Now Soto loses Rendon, and it it, it almost feels like, well, let's see if he can carry this lineup, right? Because he's going to be their number four hitter. You know, he's going right. to be their cleanup guy. So. I think that that'd be really interesting to watch. Look, when you look at the uh, the Braves rotation, Mike Soroka, who's getting the the opening day, he's twenty three. Max Fry, twenty six. Newcomb, twenty seven. Nobody's over twenty eight years old. They got a really young starting rotation. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but it's good. No, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good rotation. And it's a good rotation. So let's move on to the Phillies. You know, the Phillies didn't sign a whole lot of players, but they made they made one signing that I really liked, I know you really liked. And more importantly, I think they got the best manager they can get their hands on, which I think having Joe Girardi there is going to be extremely helpful for that clubhouse. They picked up Zach Wheeler and Didi Gregorius. Those were the two big signings in terms of on-the-field talent. Is that going to be enough? Uh, well, it's going to be enough to to eat up some innings, right? With Nola Wheeler, then you got Jake Arrieta. If he can, if he can kind of get it together, 
you know, he can he can go six, seven solid innings for you. And, you know, all of a sudden now you have a formidable top three of the rotation. You don't have to rely on your bullpen as much. Um, I, I, and I think this team can put up runs. I mean, when you, you got McCutcheon, Romuto, you got Harper, you got Reese Hoskins. So you have a lineup that can, you know, score some runs. And if those top three guys in that rotation can, um, you know, can can give you some some solid outings, I think the Phillies could could very well, uh, you know, make, make a run for that division easily. It's the interest. The interesting thing is going to be they're playing a sixty game schedule, and the first sixty games of the season, Zach Wheeler is not very good, but in the back half of the season, he was really good. So they're playing yeah. the first 60 games in the back half of the year. Which Wheeler will we get? Will we get first, yeah. first 60 game? Will we get first 60 game Wheeler? Or will we get July through September Wheeler? And yeah. I think if they get July through September Wheeler, they're, gonna, they're very much going to be in the hunt because you're right. The offense is there. They've got plenty of sticks. It's a matter of now getting some pitching and, 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 and not having to rely on the bullpen. And Arietta had – Arietta had some really good stretches last year. He struggled at times, but he did have good stretches, which, look, this is the type of season where we're concerned about stretches, right? Because that's all this is. It's a 60-game stretch. Just like the Nationals looked like a bottom feeder over 50 games last year, if they can, if they can flip that around or the Phillies can flip that around, you're looking like a serious contender. If you go 31-19 and 19 over 50 games – you're looking like a serious, serious contender. And, yeah. you know, I think the Phillies could do that. And I, I, I place a lot of value on Joe Girardi uh, in the dugout at the helm. I think that's going to yeah. help this team a lot. I understand that it's National League baseball, right? There's a little bit of concern. He had not managed in the, in the National League. Now it doesn't matter because there's no there's, – it's, everybody's using the DH. So there is no National League managing – and American League managing. Now it's all the same. And Girardi did extremely well with the Yankees with a lot of talent. I think he's got a lot of talent here. I think the Phillies could be very, very dangerous as well. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, the only thing with the with the Phillies is would be their bullpen. I don't know. I don't trust their bullpen too much. But again, that's you know, if you can get those top three guys to eat up some innings, um, you know, that that kind of erases that, you know. You kind of put the the not so good bullpen on the back burner, and you know. Yeah, and, and you know, Alex, this is one of those things where I think bullpens, by their very nature, right? Because you've got guys that go one, two, three innings. You don't know who they are really. I think everyone always questions bullpens, right? I, we get to the trade deadline every year, and what do we say? Everyone can use bullpen help. So. The bullpen's always a question mark to me for every team. Well, actually, now that I think about it, now that we're talking bullpen, uh, the bullpen's going to matter a lot this year because now the pitcher has to face three batter minimum. So you can't now just go in there, do a lefty against lefty matchup, and then you got a righty coming up, pull him and bring in. Now, now you got one pitcher that has to face at least three batters. So, you know, if, if, if you don't have some bullpen arms, some guys that can, that can you know, make a couple outs, um, 
you know, you, you may be in trouble, you know, and I think that that's where maybe that rule might hurt the Phillies. in this. Yeah. Case. Hey, let me ask you a question, just a little slightly off topic. And I don't know if you know this or not. Do they have to face three batters? Uh, if that's the case, if they pick a player off, does that count? Right? Like, do they have to get three out? Do they have to have three? And you, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not phrasing my question correctly. But if you have a double play, right? If you face one batter, let's say you bring someone in, bases loaded, and the guy, you know, hits a line drive, they get a triple play. Does he have to come out and start the next inning? I don't know. That's a good question. I was going to kind of look it up real quick. I wonder about that. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting little. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know how that rule works exactly. And and here's the thing: you're right about bullpens, and and that nuance is a little bit, uh, you know, obviously a change from what they're used to. But here's the other thing: I think. I think managers, because it's a short season, look, your one, two, three guys, they're only getting 12 starts, right? So a third of what they used to get. So I think they're going to be willing to leave them in there longer. So if you have a guy, you know, pitch counts are going to be a little, a little different. You're going to let them go 120 pitches because, you know, it's, it's a short, it's, you know, He's only got 12 starts. So, you, you you know, you may as well use it. So, I think we'll see well, less bullpens in some regards. Well, we, we joked about it on the podcast uh, maybe like a month or so ago. You know, pitchers are going to, you know, have a long leash. A starting pitchers are going to have a long leash. And, you know, we, we made a joke about it, right? Yeah. But it's, it's – it could we could very well see that. And, you know, th- those are one of the things that, you know, make this – season so interesting and so odd right that we're gonna see things that we 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 didn't see we haven't seen the past 10 15 20 years you know what i mean so who knows man yeah i mean the very well could happen the bullpens may not matter after all and and you know it could be a little bit of a domino effect right if if two teams that don't have great bullpens are facing each other let's say for example the Mets and the Phillies, right? And let's say you have Jacob DeGrom and Aaron Nola on the mound, right? A classic one versus one matchup. If the game stays close throughout and it's, you know, 4-4 in the sixth, normally you might start thinking about using your bullpen, right? If you're Joe Girardi, you know, with Aaron Nola or with Jacob DeGrom, you might think about, well, it's time to get the bullpen involved. But now you might not because now you might say, I've got my ace on the mound. It's a short season. He can go, he can go another inning. And I trust him more than I trust my bullpen. And, right. you know, the Phillies may say the same thing. And so you may have these guys where even, even on days where they're giving up a lot of runs, you know, which four runs for those guys is a lot, right? That's a bad outing for them. But you may see them in a 4-4, type game go into the eighth inning. Why not? I, even, even Jacob DeGrom not having a great day, I trust more than my bullpen, right? Or right. Even Aaron Nola having a bad day, I trust better, more than my bullpen. Plus, there's less days off. So, 
between games, right? You don't get – you're going to play these – they're going to play 60 games in, in what, 70 days or something ridiculous like that? Yep. So there's no, there's, no day, there's no days off built into the calendar. So your bullpen, you can't tax it as much as you used to, knowing that, okay, I've got Thursday off or, you know, I've got Monday off or whatever. So it may further push managers towards sticking with their starters even longer, which to me makes the bullpen – even less relevant, right? Or less important. Right. It, it, that, that's going to be some of the fascinating thing. See, and this is where I think a team like the Nationals and a team like the Phillies have an advantage over a team like the Braves and the Mets. They have two guys that I think are very good at managing their players, managing their, their team, right? Not just, not just making a good double switch. They know how to manage the guys. They know what's going on in their clubhouse. They're very integrated into how all the guys are doing, and they're keeping everyone happy and healthy. And that's what I, that's where I think the Phillies have a big advantage. That's why I think having Joe Girardi is a great move for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me what you think about the Mets now. That's the last team in that division, or not the last, um, team, the only team we haven't talked about. Oh, the disrespect to the Marlins. Oh man. Uh, I mean, look, the Mets, uh, you know, I think there's a big question mark with the rotation. I think, I, look, the Grom's not going to have the type of seasons he's had the past two seasons, okay? Um, I, I don't think he is. He's going to be good. I just, he's not going to be as great as he's been. Um, it's just real tough to do three times in a row. I mean, I think Maddox and Randy Johnson are the only two that have won three straight. Yeah. Cy Young's, maybe Pedro has. I, I don't. I don't recall. But you know, after that, I mean, you know, there's a question. There's just a bunch of question marks to me. Like I can. See, I think Mads can pitch well. I think Stroman can pitch well. He pitched well for the Mets in the second half after you know we traded for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you got Michael Walker and 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 Porcello. I, I, you know, I don't know how those guys are gonna. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in them. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna give us. Um, the bullpen, I think, might be a little better. I, I, Diaz, I don't see him being as as bad as he was last year. I think adding Batances in free agency it, uh, was a good move, especially if he's if he's a hundred percent healthy. Uh, Familia lost a lot of weight, so I think we're going to see the Familia that we saw in 2015 and 2016. That's got to be good. Um, huh? I said that's got to be good. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I, there's, I, for me, the I'm more confident in the bullpen than I am of the you know the back end of that of that rotation. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at with the pitching. So. I think the pitching is in good shape. Um, <clears throat> I, 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 I think Porcello is a good pickup. I think Walk is a good pickup. So, I, you know, Stroman and Mats. I mean, there's a lot there. Those, those are five solid guys. Um, you know, DeGrom is obviously the ace. Uh, I think Stroman's a good two. And then after that, I think those guys are serviceable, good rotation guys. So I, I think the pitching is adequate. Um, <clears throat> Cespedes is healthy, which should be good for that, that, that lineup, should be really good for that lineup. 
Um, I wonder if he can stay healthy, but hey, it's only 60 games. Chances are he can stay healthy for 60 games. It's a whole season he can't stay healthy for. So, again, this is a team that <clears throat> if they get off to a good start, if they get off to a good start, and I'm not even talking hot, if they just get off to a good start, right, 12-8 and eight to start over the first 20 games, you know, 13-7, and seven, something like that, I think they could, they could get into a playoff spot and make some waves. I don't think they're good enough to make it all the way. But I think they can make the playoffs. Very, I think they could very easily make the playoffs. Because, again, if you go 13-7 and seven over your first 20, you are hurting someone in your division because you're playing so many games within your division. So, if you're right. – you know, it's not <clears> – three <throat> teams from the NL East can't go 13-7. and seven. It's just not going to happen because they're playing each other. Right. So, if you get off to a good hot start – not even a hot start, but just a good solid start, like – Solid plus 500 baseball, I think, you know, that's the key. And that's what's going to be really difficult in the NL East is it's going to be hard to get off to that kind of start because of <clears throat> because they play each other so much. And quite frankly, the other side, right? Playing the American League East is no cakewalk unless you're playing the Orioles. Heck, the, right. Marlins, the Marlins and the Orioles, if they could just stick to playing each other and one gets hot over the other, they could be in it. That's right. Yeah, you know, the thing with Cespedes is, you know, it boils down to two factors, health and incentives. He's got a huge incentive, right, uh, to, to make more money next season to prove that he's healthy. Uh, and I think the DH, you know, I mean, there's obviously all 15 teams in the National League are going to benefit from the DH, but the Mets are, the, are one of the teams that benefit even more from the DH because all you have to do is just – DH Cespedes, like if he's not, like he doesn't have to feel, you know. Um, so there's there's no reason to to play him a lot in left field. I wouldn't. And if Cespedes is healthy, we've seen in 2015 when we traded for him, he carried us for 66 games in that yeah. second half. So or 71 games or whatever it was. So we've seen him go on these crazy runs. And again, that kind of that kind of you know. Um, goes together with incentives. You know, he's got a huge incentive to stay healthy and, and produce and get one last contract from a Major League Baseball team next year, whether it be from the Mets or someone else. So um, <clears throat> I think the one <clears throat> the one lag in, in the Mets lineup is Robinson Cano. Like, I don't – that guy's fucking making $20 million a year, and he's the laziest ball player I have seen in a long time. Like, he's – He's fucking lazy. He feels lazy. He runs lazy. He runs out the box lazy. His swing is lazy. I mean, you know, coming off PDs, like, I, you know, that guy, if we, if we keep batting him third, it's going to be – it's bad because he's going to be protecting Pete Alonzo. And Pete Alonzo ain't going to get shit to hit because pitchers are just not scared to pitch to Robinson Cano anymore. He's not well, he's not the 09 Robinson Cano, you know what I mean? So surely they're gonna flip that around, right? Well, I don't know. I mean Rojas has has batted Alonzo second, and actually last season Alonzo batted second for most of the season. God, that seems like a bad idea to me. I, I am I am one hundred and fifteen percent against it. Like I I don't see look. The Mets have McNeil and Nemo, who 
have a very good on-base percentage. Those are the two guys you bat one and two. And then and then you have Pete Alonso hit second, you know? Third. Or you can even have Conforto hit – I mean, I'm sorry. You have Pete Alonso hit third. You can even have Conforto hit third. Uh, so I, I don't think third is a, is a good batting position for, for Robinson Cano. And- the, the, the problem with that is if you don't, if you don't put him third – where do you put him? Because if you put him too far down the lineup, Cano. If you put him too far down the lineup, he's going to become a clubhouse cancer, right? You can't put him first or second because he doesn't get on base enough. You really shouldn't put him third because he's not that hitter anymore. You can't put him four or five because now you got you got the big sticks there. Do you put him six, seven? If you put, you him, put him fifth, or, you you can put him fifth or sixth. Yeah, but then that offers no protection. You can't put him – I don't think you can put him fifth because that offers Cespedes no, no protection. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> I, personally, I think he should be batting second. <clears throat> if, if, if you take into account the clubhouse, you put him second. If you take into account talent and where they are in their career, he probably should be hitting like seventh, right? That, ideally, that's where he should be, way down there. Um, but I understand that if you don't, if he's not happy where he's hitting, then you're going to have a problem in the clubhouse, right? And well, he, he better be happy he's on a fucking team. Right? I mean, 37 years old, you, you know, you've done PEDs. Like, you better be happy you're on a team. Yeah, but and, you know making how, 20 million. Yeah. So, you, you know. You and, I, you and I know that's the way it should be. But the fact of the matter is he still has an ego and he's going to want to be in the top half of that lineup. You know, he's not going to. He's not going to be a happy camper batting seventh, and that's yeah. going to cause a problem. And you're right about Cespedes, right? Uh, the D, having the DH boosts everyone's offense in the National League, but probably us the most because we're bringing in Cespedes, who was, you know, would have been a starter, but for the fact that he was mm-hmm. injured. So it's like, it's like we, we bring in a huge stick. Uh, to replace our pitcher. So it's going to be, it, you know, the lineup is going to be good. It'll be interesting to see how they work that out offensively. The the player to watch for the Mets is uh, Ahmed Rosario, too. I think he he's really going to have a pretty good season. Uh, there's a lot of upside to that kid. And, you know, we're kind of – I feel like there's a, a, a log jam at shortstop within, within the organization with, uh, you know, a couple of AAA guys – and a double A guy, so you know he's 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 got to perform. If not, you know there could be some players on the heel. So I I I think we'll see a good season from Rosario. I hope so. I like Rosario. All right, let's keep this train moving. Uh, let's go back to the American League and let's go to the American League Central. You know, last year the Twins won a hundred games. Uh, the Indians won 93 games and then it dropped off precipitously, right? You've got the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers. The White Sox, not bad at 72, but really not a contender at all at any point. And then the, the Royals and Tigers, 59 and 47 wins. I don't see much changing for those two. Uh, what's your pick at the top of the uh, American League Central? Um... Man, I mean, you know, you got a good – I mean, the Twins cranked out like 400 home runs last year. That's like yeah. un, unheard of. And you know what? Uh, they, they, kept, they kept their sticks and added Josh Donaldson. Wow. So it's going to be more home runs, right? What, what does their pitching staff look like? I don't even know what they're 
Who's uh? Let me well, see. They've got uh, look. They've got uh, Pineda, Odorizzi. Who's, who's their one? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking it up. Look, I, I'll start off with, with, with a really wild card team in this division. It's the Cleveland Indians. I have no idea what this team is going to give us because they lost uh, Kluber. They lost Trevor Bauer. Um, their lineup hasn't, hasn't looked the same for like three consecutive seasons already. Um, and Francisco Lindor is, is one guy that I think is at the, I mean, I, I think there's a really good chance that if the ship starts to sink, he is going to get traded at the deadline. And I, I feel like it's a pretty decent team. Like it, it can compete, especially with all everything going on this season. But I also think this is one team that could really be, I mean, fourth place easily. And yeah. the only reason they won't be fifth place is because I think the Tigers are a little wor worse than the Indians. So uh, this is really a wild card team. Let me tell you something. The only thing that keeps the Indians over 500 this year is the fact that they get to play the Royals and the Tigers a lot, and they get to play the Pirates and the Reds a lot. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't think the Indians are very good. They didn't do much in the offseason. And all they did during the season, remember the tail end of last year, all they did was get weaker. They gave away Kluber. They gave away uh, Bauer. Um, and when I say gave away, they gave those guys away. Now, they still yeah. have um, – who's the other starter that's really good? Uh, they got Carrasco, Clevenger. Clevenger, right? They still have Clevenger and Carrasco. But, look, Carrasco – came off some life-threatening shit so yeah who knows how much you you're going to get from him although having a shorter schedule certainly favors him but these covid times he's probably a high-risk category so you know seeing him seeing him end up on the on the il for two weeks would not be a shock right right i think the indians are in big trouble and you know they got some sticks to help them out but they don't really have much more and i think uh, I, I hate to say it, but I think that they are not going to be very good. In fact, I expect the White Sox to pass them up. The Twins yeah. are looking at the postseason. I think the Twins are the Twins are playing baseball this year, and their entire focus is on what are they, what can they do in the postseason. And for me, it boils down to the bullpen. What can they do when teams like the Yankees and the Astros? who can really wear down a pitcher over the course of three, four, five, six innings and get to your bullpen early, you know, what can they do to, to hold the ship, right? Because they're going to score runs. We know that. They're going to hit 400 – well, not this year. They're not going to hit 400 home runs. But they'd hit the 162-game equivalent of 400 home runs in six right. innings, right? They're going to hit. They're going to mash. That's what they do. But their bullpen is terrible. And I don't think it's gotten much better. So they're playing – to me, I think they're an easy playoff spot. But then what can they do going forward? Man, I don't know. The White Sox could give them a run for their money. I think the White Sox are a, a, a solid team that is getting better. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> they, uh, they picked up Grandal. They picked up Keuchel. You know, so they have made some moves to make themselves better. 
Uh, they re-signed Jose Abreu for a shit ton of money, uh, which is good for them. Uh, they picked up Encarnacion, Gio Gonzalez, which is not a bad back end of the rotation kind of guy. You know, and, and they had some pieces that were starting to get, you know, starting to turn that team around. Giolito, um, who's Anderson, right? They've got some pieces. So I think they are going to give them a bit of a run only because it's a short season. Over the course of uh, 162 games, I wouldn't hold out much hope. But short season, you get hot. You know, you get back-to-back series against the Royals and the and the, and the the Tigers, and all of a sudden you can be on a six-game winning streak and yeah. things can happen. But I I feel for the Indians in this division. I think they're going to have a serious fall-off comparatively. Yeah, I, I, I actually believe in, in, in the White Sox uh, taking care of business in this division. I, I think the additions that they made, uh, you know, going out, spending some money, is kind of equivalent to what the Twins did. Uh, you know, last season going out and, and, and spending and, and making some moves. Except I think that uh, when you look at, at, at the, um, at the uh, White Sox pitching staff, their rotation is a little better. They got Gio Gonzalez. They got Dallas Keuchel. Uh, I think those are really good um, additions that are going to eat up some innings. Um, so I think, I, the, I, I, I think the Keuchel addition is great for that team. Yeah, that's really and, good. You know, I mean, their, their lineup is stacked, man. Tim Anderson, Mancada, if he could, if he could stay healthy, uh, can be good. You got Jose Abreu, Grandal, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. If you see that guy fucking crush those couple home runs in the, in those two games, I mean, he that that's a big boy, man, and he's he's young. So, uh, you know, again, this is a team that that can uh, I I think can can get off to, to a fast start with that with with that offense. Absolutely. Yeah, it should be interesting. It's unfortunate that teams like uh like the Royals and the Tigers are in that division because it's I mean those guys are those two teams are just they're not doing anything. Not for a couple of years. What have the Royals done? Have they who they pick up? I, I mean they got Probably a bunch COVID. of Bullpen hope. <laughs> they, they probably picked up COVID. Uh, well, they, got, they got they picked up Franco uh, from the uh, from the Phillies. In the that's office. not saying much. Yeah, they didn't do much. The Tigers are the same thing. The Tigers are you know the Tigers are building for the future, so they're not going to pick up any big names. You know, there's nothing there's nothing they picked up that makes you go ooh. You know, they picked up Maven from the Yankees, but, I mean, he's not that big a deal. Yeah, I think this will be a two-team race. And, and uh, you know, I feel I feel like the, the Twins kind of had their chances the past couple of years. You know, they, they won the division, uh, but they just can't seem to get over that hump of yeah. just, you know, of that wild card game. And I, I don't know if, 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 if this season – they're going to be able to, to do and, it. And, and with them, it's a bullpen issue. It's a bullpen. Yeah. They're competitive. You know, they're scoring runs. And then the bullpen comes in and it just falls apart, right? And that's, that's been the, their story. And it's, you know, not a good one. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's going to be an issue when, when you know, you, you, you play the teams in Indiana at least. You know, again, see how, how all this is. Because when you look at the – I'm not sorry, the NL Central – 
You got the Brewers, you got the Cubs, you got the Reds who have a good offense, I think, this season. And you have the, uh, the oh. Cardinals, you know? Yeah, and, and the Cubs. So, yeah, it's know, not going to be it's, easy. It's going to be tough. So, speaking of the NL Central, this is another one to me that is uh, it's a crapshoot. I think, I think you've got four teams that over a 60-game schedule really could make things happen for themselves and could win this division. It, it's, I, I don't even know where to go first. You pick, man. Where do you want to go first? I mean, the Cardinals have the best pitcher in that division, I think. I think Jake Flaherty is, like, the real deal. Like, he's really good. Um, and, you know, the Cardinals always seem to, you know, this is, like, perfect for them 60 games because it feels like the last few games of the season, they, they go on these runs sometimes and fucking miraculously make the, make the playoffs. Um, I mean, the division stack, man. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a good division. I, I think the Brewers are, uh, are, are going to be tough to beat. My, my one dark horse would be, would be the Reds. I, I think people might be overlooking the Reds and, uh, you know, they, they got some, um, I think their lineup is going to score a lot of runs. Yeah, it it should be interesting. They're pretty much bringing back the same team. They lost Ozuna and Waka, but you know how it is with the Cardinals, man. It, it seems like they lose a pitcher and they seem to find another one that we don't know about to be just as good, if not better, than what they had before, right? They, their yeah. pitchers seem to come out of nowhere. So I expect them to be in the hunt. Um, I'm a little concerned. They are traditionally a slow-starting team. They seem to heat up when the weather gets warmer. But we're starting the season in the warm weather. So maybe, they, again, right, kind of like we talked earlier about Zach Wheeler, are we going to get the first 60-game Cardinals or are we going to get the July through September Cardinals? And yeah. if we get July through September Cardinals, they're going to be in the thick of it if they don't just flat-out win it. If we get the first 60-game Cardinals, mm, it's going to be tough. It, it'll be very interesting to see how teams come in, like, Will they come in raring to go, right? Because there's been talk about starting the season for months and, you know, but on the, on the flip side, they haven't played any games. So are they going to be, you know, full throttle on July 24th when we start playing games for real? That's going to be very, very interesting. And I think the Cardinals, the Cardinals are one of those teams, right? That if they come in, and immediately are the July, August, September Cardinals. They're gonna be. They're gonna be just fine. They're probably gonna win the division. But if they come in like the first sixty game Cardinals, eh, you know the Cardinals that start the season thirty and thirty, that's not gonna cut it. Right. Yeah, I really like the. I really like the Reds, man. I think they their lineup is uh, is gonna be a really good lineup, man. They added Mustakas, uh, Castellanos. Last uh, during the winter, uh, they still got Joey Votto. Hopefully, hopefully they can make the playoffs for him, man. Because I mean, he's he's been in the league for a long time. Yeah, and you know, hasn't hasn't really seen the playoffs much, if any. Uh, and then their their pitching is really good too. I, you know, Sonny Gray could 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 be you know good. They got that kid Luis Castillo, uh, Trevor Bauer. Um, so. I, th I think this is going to be one of those 
dark horse teams that uh, surprises people. Yeah, if they get off to a good start, again, they can make a serious run at winning the division. They've got bullpen issues. Their bullpen is not not very solid. But, look, the Twins have made it pretty far without a good bullpen. I think the Reds are kind of built similarly. They may be able to do the same thing. So I would expect them to, I would expect them to be in the chase the whole time. It's just a matter of whether they'll be able to overcome those other teams in that division. Because, again, like we said in the beginning of this conversation, that division is kind of stacked, right? You've got a lot of good, good, good players there. Yeah. Um, let's look out at Milwaukee. <clears throat> now, they, lost, they made the playoffs last year. They lost the division by two games. They've got one of the top ten players in the, in the game, right, in Christian Yelich. Um, they, they didn't make a whole lot of moves. That, uh, you know, they, they picked up uh, Garcia from, from the Rays, which I think is a good pickup for, for them. Um, yeah. Brett Anderson from the A's, which is a good, another good pickup. I wonder if, if that's going to be enough. Look, they made the playoffs last year, so it's not like they were a bad team last year. They don't need to do a lot. Um, but I wonder if that's going to be enough to overtake the Cardinals in the in these in the Central. What do you think? I mean, I think the Brewers are heavy reliable on that on that bullpen because uh, I can't I can't fucking name you one starter. I, I have to look it up because I, I I can't name you one starter. They probably got the best closer uh, or top five closer in all of baseball with uh, Hater, right? So and that's with a D, by the way. Right, right, right. Yes. Not with a T. Hater. Hater. Yeah. Some people may think he's a hater. Right. You know. Sorry. Going back to the um, all game a couple years ago. <laughs> remember? That, um, that was one of the funniest things ever. MLB officials come to his family go, here, why don't you all wear these MLB jackets? We just got the word about what he's got on his Twitter. Why don't you go ahead and put these right. That was classic. Yeah. What a weird time for that to come out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they – I mean, I don't know. When I look at their offense, it doesn't – I mean, you got Lorenzo Cain, Yelich, Braun, Ryan Braun. Uh, actually, that's not a bad two, three, four uh, in, in, in the lineup. So, huh? That's pretty darn good. So, again, I think they're, they're – uh, they rely heavy on the bullpen, so their starting rotation probably probably their biggest question mark, if I had yeah. to say. You know, they they lost Mustakis, um, <clears throat> which is a, a bit of a problem. Uh, <clears throat> Gio Gonzalez, which I thought was good for them, uh, he's gone to the White Sox. It, it'll be interesting. I think they're pretty much the same team as before, and. You know, they're managed well. They play well. Short season, again, for them, it's all it's going to be get off to a good start and make sure that – right, make sure you put it to the Cardinals and Cubs in your division, um, and, and you know, that could take you all the way. Or that could take you – Hey, let's not forget the Brewers – let's not forget the Brewers signed uh, that one guy from uh, the KBO League, Josh Limblom. That's right, Yeah. We're all KBO experts now, right? That's right. Um, um, and then the, the last team that we need to talk about, well, are we going to talk about the Pirates? Uh, I mean, 
they, they I don't even know who they have anymore. Well, they lost Marte, which is you know pretty good stick in their lineup. Yeah. They don't have much. Nah, I mean, they're uh, the Pirates are in the rebuilding process. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think they're ways away from uh, from uh, you know. I mean, Josh Bell is probably their biggest bet in that lineup. Oh, but by far. Other than that, they got a really really young team, and they got they got ways to go to compete. But hey, look, man, we've talked about it a ton. This is a crazy, odd season. You know, what if they go 22-8 and eight in their first 30 games, you know? I mean, it could happen, bro. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. That's Listen, not going to happen. Never, never, if, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's never <laughs> say never. That's true. No, the only other team I think that has – But I don't see it happening either. Huh? But I don't see it happening either. <laughs> the only other team that has a shot here, and quite frankly, I don't even know what to think about the Chicago Cubs. Um, it, I, they didn't do much over the offseason, but they have plenty of talent. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to think of the Cubs. The, the NL Central in general is a bit of a mystery to me. I really don't know what to think of the Cubs. Um, Jason Kipnis is probably the biggest addition they made, which is, eh, not all that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some concern with Rizzo and his health. Uh, you know, Bryant, I think, is obviously top-notch ball player. We'll see how that shakes out. But they lost Castellanos, uh, lost Cole Hamels. Um, they really haven't done much. I don't know what to think. And and I don't and I don't think they had to do much. I mean, look, they're freaking bad in a uh, uh, MVP leadoff. Like Chris Bryant bats leadoff, uh, so I think that says a lot about the Cubs lineup. And uh, I think it's a pretty good top half of the lineup. You know, like the first four or five hitters. Um, I think uh, their pitching is a little bit of a question mark. I don't know if they. If uh, if I if I put him up there with one of the best pitching staffs in, in 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 the major leagues, I think that's a team that's gonna be able to score a lot of runs, but also give up a lot of runs. And uh, you know, this is another team that has kind of like a fresh voice in their clubhouse. You know, Madden's no longer there. It's uh, who is it? Ross, David Ross, I think. Yeah. See, but Some I think Ross. that's yeah. No, you're right. It is David Ross. But I think that's a step down. I think Madden was very, very good, especially right. especially when you consider that 2020 is a weird season and it is a bit of a crisis season. So yeah. I worry that David Ross, with no managing experience, now has to deal with this with this this team, this situation, and this funky season. So yeah, you know that. But I think, but I think more hesitant to to place much value on them in terms of winning this division. Yeah, but uh, right, yeah, yeah, but I think the lineup can kind of, kind of cover that hole a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I mean, because you still got Schwarber, Baez, Jason Hayward can. He's not great, but I mean, he can, he can, he can ball. He can old play. Is Jason Hayward. I mean, Jason Hayward's got to be what sixty three, sixty four now. Close. He's thirty. He's only thirty. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, that guy's—he's 
I feel like that guy's been in the league forever. Why is that? He has. It's, it's it feels like it's been a long time since he debuted with the with the Braves with that the one Braves, year. Right? Yeah. God, that I mean, played with the Cardinals. I'm serious. I thought he was way older than that. No, I mean way no. old. I thought he was like 38. All joking aside. Probably because he's made a jack shitload of money. That's why. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys that have made a lot of money. Yeah, but not not like him, where he hasn't really produced to that, you know, kind of uh, – no, it only, hasn't balanced out. He's only been in the league since 2010. Oh, I, wow. he was an all-star in 2010. Maybe that's why I think he's been in the league a long time. Maybe. I didn't, re- you know, I didn't, think, I didn't realize he was a rookie all-star. Man, you know, and when you look at the Cubs, you know, they got Kyle Hendricks, you Darvish, uh, Lester. They got a really – they got a, they got a seasoned uh, rotation. Yeah. You know? Which is good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Especially for this type of season, right, that we yeah. have, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, what do you, hey, so, hey, speaking of we, – we, we've touched on this a couple of times. What do you think is more valuable, experience – to deal with the with the oddities of this season or youth because it's so compact they can hit the ground running and they're not going to fade towards the end. What do you think is more valuable this year? Uh hmm. I don't know. I think I mean I was just about to say if you say I don't know I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean uh uh you know I mean I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's one more valuable than than than, than another because it can all work out in in your favor. Like I don't. I don't know. That's tough. I don't. I don't. I don't really value one more over another, even during this type of season. See, I I I asked the question because I noticed as we've had this conversation, we've placed value on a seasoned rotation, like you just mentioned. Right. Right. And we've also placed value on a young team that can go hard like the Toronto Blue Jays. Right. Don't care. 60 games blowing and going. It's funny how we look at different situations and we say, well, this is valuable. Well, no, this is valuable. You know, it's kind of like. Well, I, I think whatever for, makes for me, my argument. That's right. <laughs> I'm a, for, for me personally, I, I put a lot of value in pitching, you know, so like the Braves have really young pitching, but I think that they are, I think they're really good pitchers. Right. So, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think the age has a lot to do with it, if you're good or not, you know, for right. me. But, but yeah, it's, it's funny how, you know, you, you go through all these teams and, you're, you value things, and it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the beauty of that's the beauty of sports, right? It's the best reality show ever, ever, ever. All right, let's move on to the West. Let's go to the. I almost want to go to the National League West because I think it's easier. But no, let's let's stick to the way we were doing things. Let's start America. We can start at we can start at the National League if you want. I got no issues with that. Look, this is a weird season. This is a weird preview. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Let's get weird. Let's go back to the National League. Uh, yeah. you, got, you got the Dodgers in the National League uh, West. 
They won the division last year by 21 games. I think they're going to win the division by 21 games again this year. <laughs> uh, uh, no, probably not. But uh, in second, you had the D-backs, then the Giants, the Rockies, and the Padres. And look, even with a shortened season, right, 60 games is uh, – hold on a second. Let me do some quick math. So – 60 games is roughly 30 37% of a full season. So that means they're going to win the division by eight games, right? Which doesn't sound like a lot, but this year it would be a lot. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, I don't see any reason why they won't win the season. They won't win the division by eight games. This is a team that is only thinking about one thing in terms of goals, and that is a World Series championship. And it doesn't matter if it's a 60-game season or a 600-game season. That's their only concern. They've been to the, they've been to the World Series. It, you know, they didn't go last year, but they went the two years before that. They lost very close series both times. Their goal is one goal and one goal only, and that's the World Series. This 60-game season doesn't mean jack to them. All they care about is the postseason. And they're built for it. They're the the if you look at them out on the field it looks like an all-star team the light just went out oops um it looks like an all-star team i mean sager bellinger now mookie betts um i mean you can go on and on it's they are absolutely stacked they've got good pitching yeah they lost ryu but uh, they picked up David Price. Unfortunately, he's not going to play. And even with him not playing, they're still massive favorites. Uh, I love this team. I, I think they are fantastic. Um, I don't. To me, there's not much discussion as to who's going to win the West. To me, this is as chalk as it gets. Yeah, it's it's tough to go with another team, even if you really wanted to. Yeah. It's just, you know, the lineup is very similar to that of the Yankees. They can put up runs. Uh, it's just that I think the Dodgers pitching starting rotation is is really good. I mean, when you talk about Walker Bueller, Kershaw, Travis Wood, um, you know, it's it's a good – it's a really good pitching staff. I mean, Walker finished like third or fourth in – Walker Bueller finished like third or fourth in Cy Young last year. Yeah. I mean, he's he's that's a he's a really good pitcher. Um, it's, I mean, I, I hate to pick the Dodgers, but I mean, I I think the Dodgers are clear cut favorites. Um, I mean, where they may see a few bumps in the road might be playing the AL West, where you have to play, you know, the Astros, the Angels, whose offense is going to be good. Uh, the A's who can give them, you know, give any team uh, trouble. Um, but, you know, you're playing, you're playing, uh, you're still playing within the division 10 times, you know, you're playing all the teams in, in the NL West 10 times. Um, so, and, you yeah. know, I, after failing so many times at, at, at the World Series, uh, the Dodgers, right? Yeah. Um, I this could be their year, you know, and they 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 might lose Mookie Betts next season. So after after this season, so you know, yeah, I'm not. Um, honestly, I think the better conversation here is who um 
who comes in second. Because with a shortened season and, you know, if you can, if you, if you can hold, hold steady against the Dodgers, you know, and you can beat up on the other three teams, you could, you could put yourself in a position to, to pick up a wild card spot. Uh, same thing, you know, beating up on the teams in the American League West. So it's kind of it's kind of critical that that you know you be kind of the best of the rest here in in the West. I like what the Diamondbacks have done. I think a change of scenery for Madison Bumgarner is is going to help him a lot. I think he's going to I think he's going to have a great year, especially because he he's staying out West, so he gets to face the Giants, who didn't make a move for him. Um, and he was kind of upset with them wanting to deal him in the first place. And he gets to face the Dodgers, who he always pitches well against. You know, he, he got up for that rivalry, and I don't think that's going to go away now because he's on a different team. Um, he, he's, a, he's a solid, solid pitcher, right? A good guy to anchor that rotation. They picked up Marte. They picked up Calhoun from the, uh, from the Angels, who I think is also a, a pretty decent player. Um, I, I like what the D-backs have done, and I think – they are going to be in the chase for that wild card spot. And I think they're the second best team in that division. If I had to put money on it. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the diamondbacks, uh, I mean, shit, they were, uh, they were in the wild card hunt last, last year. Um, so, you know, the addition of Madison Bumgarner, you know, is a really good one. Uh, for me, it comes down to them and, and the, and the Padres, I think uh, they're very similar. I think the I think the Diamondbacks have a better pitching staff than the Padres, but the Padres have a better lineup. You know, you got Tatis Jr. Uh, you got that guy Margot Margot or something like that in, in the outfield. You got Manny Machado. Um, I they have a real good pitcher in Chris Paddock, which is their ace. Um, but behind him, they don't have much. So for me, it'll, it'll come down to those two teams fighting for that second spot. And I mean, look, who's to say that, you know, those two can't win eight out of 10 against the Dodgers, you know, and that, you know, if they do that, even if they go seven and three, that's 14 losses right there for the Dodgers, right? Yeah. So you figure they probably have six more losses somewhere around there. Eight yeah, more I, losses, I, 10 I, more I, losses. I mean, they can lose, you know, look, look, look at it like this. They still have to play the A's. They still have to play the angels. They still have to play the Astros who have pretty decent offenses. Right. If, if, you know, if they go five and five against those other teams, that's 15 losses. Plus, you know, 14 losses between the Diamondbacks yeah, and the Padres, the, the, somewhere the, around there. I the mean, likelihood it, it, of, it could make things interesting. It could, but the likelihood of any team going 7-3 and three against the Dodgers is not very good. The Dodgers are, you know, look, the, the only real – in the division, they have no competition. The only competition for them is going to be when they go across the, across the field, across the league, and have to play the Astros, the A's, and the Angels, I believe. I'm giving you a little hint as to how I'm looking at things in the AL West. But, um, again, I think the important thing for a team like Arizona and a team like San Diego is 
they have to make hay against the Giants and the Rockies and the other team, right? So Which they should. Right, right. The, you know, to me, the Giants are very much in a rebuild mode. They won't have Buster Posey on top of that, which is a huge, huge loss. Um, so, you know, Arizona's got – Arizona, San Diego – they have to bring it against those other three teams and against each other, right? So those, those series, those Arizona-San Diego series should be quite interesting. Um, I don't necessarily agree with you with San Diego. San Diego, to me, has very little pitching, which I think is a problem. Uh, offensively, while I think those guys are good, I think it is pretty much just a Tatis Machado show, and I don't think it's going to be enough. It's not deep enough. All you got to do is make it through those at-bats with those two guys. I say all you got to do. I'm, I'm being a bit disparaging, and I shouldn't be. But I just don't think that lineup is real scary. Uh, you know, I mean, you still have Hosmer in that lineup. Uh, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't exactly strike fear into me. So I have less faith in San Diego than I do in Arizona. Um, and quite frankly, I – to me, San Diego, Colorado, I think the Giants are the worst team. I think they're in rebuild mode. Uh, but I don't really see much difference between Colorado and San Diego. I think Arizona is really the key in that division as, to, as far as making it competitive or being in a playoff conversation. Um, and, you know, you know, well, uh, regarding the Dodgers, you know, we, we, have, to, we have to also consider – Although their lineup is good without him, Mookie Betts is in a brand new league, hasn't seen these pitchers as much, uh, and it's, it's always harder for a hitter to switch leagues than a pitcher, right? And so, actually, not now that I we kind of talk about it between us, um, I, I don't know that it's going to be a shoe-in for that division. I, I, you know, I agree with you with the Diamondbacks. I think they can really contend, but I also – I believe in, 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 in the Padres uh, team also, on, on their offense more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and uh, so I, I don't know if, again, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to say this about all three divisions because they have to play each other. And the A's are going to be a tough competition. They always are. The Angels are a tough competition. Those guys – when you look at that lineup, they added Rendon, they got Mike Trout, they got Pujols, uh, they got Otani. It's it's a good, it's a really good lineup. You know, yeah. the, the Astros without the trash cans, we don't know if they're a good lineup. With the trash cans, they're a good lineup. Uh, but you know, they, those guys, those guys can still hit. They're still they're, they're good hitters. So it's really it's it's kind of tough for me to. Like on paper, yeah, the Dodgers are 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 really good, but man, considering the way this season is, man, I I don't I, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's it tough. Is. It's just an odd season, and uh, you know the the divisional, the cross divisional teams that they got to play that everyone has to play just makes it a little more difficult. Sounds but like sounds like you want to sounds like you want to get on with the American League West. So let's do no, that. No, no. Hey, real quick on the Rockies, I think that's another team to look out for as far as a traded piece, right? You got Nolan Arenado, who's been in trade talks uh, last winter, right? And that, that's that's a team who we could see, who I think we both 
consider kind of, you know, the fourth, third, you know, bottom tier of that division. Right. If they, if, yeah, but if, did, that, if that ship is sinking, they could trade him. Yeah, but didn't Arenado get a big contract? He, he got it before he did the, all this trade talk. Yeah. Did he? I thought yeah. he got it after the trade talk. Well, either way, there's been tons of trade talks with. No, yeah, uh, there has been. With just, regarding him, I just wonder if if a team is really going to try to take that on. You know, I guess that, you know if you think about it, this may be the year to do it because you'll still get the impact. Like the trade deadline is usually, you know, call it sixty five percent of the way, right? I don't know exactly, but let's just say if you do it if you do it sixty five percent of the way now considering you're paying them so much less, it's really scraps, but it'll have the same effect on the season on a team that's close. So maybe it'll actually make him uh, more more sought after. I mean, we're talking about the best third baseman in the league. Top two, top three. Yeah, you, you make the Oh, no, he, if, he's the best third baseman in the league. Yeah, I mean, if, if uh, I don't know, Chris Bryant goes down and, and, and the Cubs have, uh, you know, have the goods to, to fork over and for, for the Rockies, do, do they pick him up? I mean, I, I don't know, probably well, not the I mean, Cubs, but, any you know, team, any team, any, that, team. any team that doesn't have uh, Rendon and uh, Josh Donaldson and, I mean, who I can't even name another good third baseman, right? But – Aside from I mean, those the Cardinals, two, the Cardinals could strike a deal for him. I mean, they always have the Mets. a decent farm system. The Mets, right? So uh, it could happen. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I guess the Astros with Bregman wouldn't do it, but I mean, there's probably there's probably a good 15 teams that would do it, and 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 not because their third baseman is necessarily that bad because they can move that third baseman to second base or, or whatever, right? They could fill another hole. And, I mean, you can't really pass on Arenado if you have that chance. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so let's move on to the American League West. Look, is anyone happier about fanless baseball than the Houston Astros? Nobody. Nobody. No, the Astros are like, yes, no fans, no fans. You they got were gonna, one team that's happy, and you got 29 other teams that are upset. Yeah. I mean, everyone – you know, it, it's a huge financial hit to everybody, and the Astros are absolutely loving it. You know what I hope? I hope the Astros embrace the villain role this year, and I hope they go out and they – I hope they say it. I hope they flat out say it. I hope they get them in an interview and they go, yeah, look, I'm glad – their first road trip, you know, they're going to get a whole bunch of questions, right? Their first, their first game as a visitor, let's say it's in Oakland. It'd be great if they just said, yeah, it was great. It was like, it was, it would be even better if they said, it's just like playing at home. <laughs> <laughs> we could hear everything. We could hear people yelling yeah. dugouts. It was great. You know what though, from, from, from a media perspective, they may get another bailout there, right? Because with all this COVID shit, they probably – the reporters are not going to be there live. So everybody's got – everything's got to be done virtually, right? Mm-hmm. So they may not get a lot of media time either, right? Considering all this shit happening, you got to get different guys, you know, taking interviews and stuff like that. So, fuck, they're they just getting bailed out left and right. They may um, – yeah, they may get a complete pass on this whole thing. 
But like like I said a long time ago, they're, they're going to get a pass. But remember, people and teams will not forget. They will not forget, my man. Well, but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the interesting thing, too, right? I think, this is just my opinion, baseball will be extremely harsh if there's any kind of shenanigans, any kind of throwing at players, any kind of benches clearing, right? Because they don't want – like, what happens if the benches clear? There's only going to be nine guys come out. No, they're going to come out of the stands, right, which is a bigger problem. So I think baseball – look, before this whole thing, baseball was going to send out a memo and say, y'all play baseball with the Astros, don't, don't play beanball. And now with this whole COVID thing, the message I'm sure is probably twice as strong. Don't mess around, play the game, and let it go. So now why, now why didn't baseball have that same energy when they sent out the memo to the Astros about, about cheating? Well, they sent the memo to the whole le- to the whole league, they right? But they, yeah, but there was there was whispers that you know certain teams were doing it, right? But 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 they didn't have right, and and they did. They sent the memo that said knock it off, or your manager and your general manager is going to get fired, right? They that they sent they sent the harsh warning, and the Astros said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> the Astros right. said. We don't give a fuck. We love our trash cans. Um, I, I can't wait for a team, uh, for a home team, uh, to do the virtual booze at, uh, at the Astros. Oh, you know, those, who, I, wonder, I wonder if a team is going to uh, pipe in trash can banging to try to throw them off. It could. <laughs> right? Uh, who, who, who do you all right? If you had to put your money on it, what team would be the first team to uh induce some virtual booze at the Astros? The very first, the very first team that they have to go on the road. Nah, see, I, I don't think so. Like, it, it, like if it's the fucking Rangers, I don't think they do it. Oh, absolutely. But and if it's like when they have, well, see, they don't have to play the Yankees. Okay, so so the Dodgers, the Dodgers, there you go. It's got to be the Dodgers. When they play the Dodgers, it's going to fucking be boo, virtual boos all day. Dude, the Dodgers are going to lose their fucking mind. And I would so do it. I would so do it. Because, you know what? At the same time, at the same time, you're kind of sending a message saying, hey, we know you cheated. And at the same time, it's a little fun. You know, It's, it's a little fun, right? You spice up. You spice it up a little bit, you know, and they, you can kind of joke around about it. Even the teams, the Astros can make light of it and joke around about it. So the Dodgers are going to be the first team to do it. Here, hold on. I'm looking because I, I can't, I can't wait. What's that? Who they play? Yeah. What's the first yeah, one they, they on the road? But either way. Oh, I my God, the Dodgers, the, Do- the second week of the season, the Dodgers come to town. That's going to be fantastic. I wonder if anyone's going to have the guts to throw at them. Uh, here we go. I think it's Friday the 31st. But they still have to go to L.A. Okay. The first road game for the Astros is Friday the 31st at Anaheim. Uh, they're not doing it. 
Yeah, they, they, they'll do it. They'll do it. They'll absolutely do it. Everybody's going to do it. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, let's, uh, let's get back to on the field. Um, do the Astros win the AL West as easily as they have the last few years? I mean, they won it by 10 games last year. Um. Ah, no, nah, it won't be. It won't be easy if they do. Um, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking about. Look, it's going to be tough to 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 be good again. They they lost a real big piece in Garrett Cole. They don't have the same manager. Um, you know, Verlander's older. He's not going to be. He's not going to be as good as he's been. Um, I mean, we could very well see an Astros team that takes a big step back here. You know, I, I don't know if they will or not, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. And I'll tell you why. I think the change in manager is a big deal. <clears throat> um, Dusty Baker's a good manager, but he's never been a great manager. And the loss of Garrett Cole is a big deal. Look, most series – or most, you know, most of the time, when you had two out of three started by Verlander and Cole, you knew you were going to win two out of three, right? Because if one of them slipped, you'd pick it up on the other game. I mean, it, it, it's a big boost of confidence. You don't have that now. Here's the other thing. They lost uh, Will Harris out of the bullpen, which I think is a big deal. Wade Miley out of the bullpen. They lost both catchers. I don't know who's going to catch. <clears throat> Those catchers weren't great, but they did a good job with the pitching staff. Torino's. Torino's actually they kept Maldonado who is the worst of the two if that's going to be their catcher that's a step back so you you know they didn't they haven't gotten better and and they've got they've lost some considerable pieces right I think Will Harris out of the bullpen was a was a key piece Garrett Cole is a huge piece um losing Torino's is, is is a problem as well so look next man up right you never know but Losing those pieces may be a problem. Now, the fact that it's a shorter season may make it a little bit easier for them. But then you got to wonder, right? Like, you know, with with a long season, you get a big lead and you kind of, you know, you lose a couple games, not a big deal. Your lead shrinks from 10 to 8, no big deal. But now, you know, if you, gotta, if you build a four-game lead and you hit the skids and, and drop three in a row, now all of a sudden, you know, the other team's one game back. You know, I think in some cases it could put some pressure on these teams that we think are going to win the division easily, right? Like we talked about the Yankees, we talked about the Astros, and we talked about the Dodgers. I think those are the three that we we think are the most dominant teams in their divisions. It's going to be – it's going to look close all the time because you're not going to build a 10-game lead or a 15-game lead or like the Dodgers, a 21-game lead. So, you know, you hit the skids for it. You, you hit a bad patch and, and lose three in a row, and all of a sudden your, your three-game lead is gone. You know, it, it could build more pressure for these teams that we think should coast through the regular season. Right. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing with the uh, Astros, you know, and I, and I know everybody, right, all the teams haven't played ball in a while, but with everything that went on with them, they didn't have the luxury of just to kind of even though the, the questions were going to be around and all that, they didn't go right into playing baseball. It's a long layoff, right? Um, you know, we don't know uh, to what extent this affects them 
right, to concentrate, even though it's only for 60 games, but, I mean, to kind of get back into the groove of things. Um, I, I see a really slow start for them. Not a really slow start. I just, I just see a slow start for them, and to make it up in, six, in 60 games, within 60 games is going to be – going to be a little tough for them I think I agree so. I agree and, and the other interesting thing too is you know the break is almost a bad thing because now they're going to have to go through right. the questions again you know remember in spring training with the with the terrible press conference with uh Altuve and Bregman and, and Dusty Baker um you know <clears throat> they went through a lot in, in that period of time and I think they're going to go through it again I don't think I don't think the media is going to let up I think when the when the games start, that's all they're going to hear in those first few weeks. They're going to hear questions about, you know, the sign stealing and what's it like now with fans. What are other players saying to you? What did you think about that inside pitch from so and so? You know, I think that it's not going to go away for a while. And whereas before, by the time we got to July, it'd be old news. Now we're kind of kicking it back up. And I don't think it's going to go away. I don't think, I don't think the media around the country is going to let it go away. And it's just going to – they're going to continue to have this conversation. Who do you think is the big – The Astros, the, the Astros have an have a excellent lineup, I think. I mean, cheating cheat aside, I, I think oh, they, yeah. those guys can hit, right? Um, but, but, you know, one last thing, they, ha- they have a target on their back, you know? And they gotta play, they gotta play a team that they supposedly you know cheated against the Dodgers, right? You still gotta play the Diamondbacks, who we think are, are gonna be good, you know decent, and you still gotta play you know the, the division, you know. So that that I think got a little better. So it's it's gonna be tough for them. Who do you think is the biggest threat to them out in the West? I have to say it's it's the Angels. I gotta say it's the Angels. I think their lineup got better. Otani, your boy Otani, uh, seems to be healthy. He's gonna pitch. He's gonna hit. They got Rendon. Uh, take some take some pressure off Trout and Pujols, who can still hit. Um, and they they picked up a couple pieces uh, on their pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Madden is their manager, so I think they made. A big, uh, a big improvement in, in, in the winter, and I think that they're going to be the biggest threat to the Astros. For sure, for sure, they made the biggest improvement in the AL West. I think Rendon is huge for that lineup. Him and Trout, that would talk about a one-two punch, uh, and you know it may actually rejuvenate Pujols. Usually, when you get a big signing like Anthony Rendon, right? They don't, you know, when I'm, I'm talking a big signing as far as what kind of player you're getting and the amount of money that you're spending for this player, that player sometimes doesn't go into a lineup as good as this one. Yeah. You know, sometimes they are the main focus of that of that team, yeah. much less the lineup, right? So when you look at what's surrounding him, it's a pretty decent, you know, it's a pretty decent lineup who he's got hitting before and after Rendon. You know what I mean? And two things about that. From an X's and O's baseball perspective, he's going into a lineup where he has protection around him. But also, from a, just from a, from a mental perspective, hey, Mike Trout is still the show. 
right? right. You're going to get your $245 million and you're not going to have to do the hour press conference after every single game because Mike Trout is still the man out there. And quite frankly, you're never going to be the man. You don't have to worry about that, right? All you have to right. do is go out and play the game. So exactly. um, he really, he really, it's a, you know, the deal is obviously great for him, but he also stepped into a situation where from a, from a pressure perspective, not, not nearly as much pressure as Bryce Harper, for example, right? Yeah. Bryce Harper went from being the face of the franchise to being the face of the franchise. Right. And a franchise that is expecting him to basically save the day in, in Philly. Rendon is not, not in that situation. That's a big plus for him. A lot of times we see guys in the first year of these new contracts struggle, right? And, right. and part of the reason they struggle is because of the pressure. Everyone depends on them. Not today. I mean, look, 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 at, look at the Angels lineup, man. Uh, Tommy LaStella, he, he played okay with the Cubs when he was with them. They got Mike Trout, Rendon, Otani, Pujols. He's 40 years old. You know, he's, he's not as fast as he used to be, but He's a big piece. He's a big piece to that team. Justin Upton. They got the shortstop, Andrelton Simmons. I mean, that's a that's a decent lineup. Uh, their their um their pitching staff is is might be a question mark, right? Right. But and and you know the Angels definitely could be that team that you know scores a lot of runs but gives up a lot of runs also. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're gonna be good. I think. It, I think. I really do think that's going to be an interesting race. Yeah. And, you know, right behind them, I like the A's. The A's, are, the A's look like a solid team. Um, you know, they always manage to play money ball and do, some, do, do a lot with, with not a whole lot of money. Um, look, they came in second last year. The Angels were 35 games out. So, uh, you know – Obviously, they they had to they had to make big moves in order to move up in that division and get closer. Yeah. Um. But the but the A's were there. Remember, the A's well into August were pretty close, and they you know they made the playoffs. They actually made the playoffs. So they're a team that they didn't make a lot of moves, but they could still be a a problem for um for uh <clears throat> for the Astros. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they always seem to be, to be, um, to be in it somehow. And I, we probably can't name five players on the on the freaking team, which is crazy. But uh, I'm gonna be crazy and just say that the Rangers are gonna be the, uh, you know, they're gonna be better than the A's. I think the Rangers are are gonna be another team that's gonna put up a lot of runs. Rangers might, might Rangers might even surprise for the wild card. That would be a bit of a surprise. They were 29 games be. out. They were 19 games behind the A's last year. That's it's a lot of games. 2020, man. Uh, who did they pick up? Oh, they shit. made some moves, right? Like, uh, oh, they got the they got the catcher from the uh, Astros, Torinos. Oh, that that's good for them. Corey um, Kluber. They also got uh, who? Corey Kluber. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a big move for them. They also got Jordan Lyles from the uh, from the Brewers, which I think is a good move. That's not a bad one. So, yeah, I I, th- I just think they still have a long way to go. Um, they'll be better, and with a short season, 
you know. And again, if they can make hay against the Mariners, the Giants, the Rockies, the Padres, you know, good things can happen. Uh, They lost – they didn't lose much. Lost 100 pence, but he went off to the Giants, but – they got Joey Gallo who can rake. I mean, yeah. the guy hits, the guy hits fucking moonshots. Yeah, doesn't hit average. But is Joe Gallo the one that had COVID twice? Wasn't there somebody uh, who had who had COVID twice? I thought it was him. I, uh, might have been. I don't know. Be I know a bunch of players from the Twins had COVID. Oh, but I don't know. Joey Gallo during uh, the pandemic had a crazy setup in his studio house. He oh he, no, hold I guess on. He lived like hold on before before you don't forget that story. Joey Gallo is the one that had two positive tests. Ah, so he had he had a positive test. They quarantined him, and then he had turned negative. Then he had another positive test, and then he had another negative test. So he's just, I mean, he's passing, he's failing, he's passing, he's failing. He doesn't give a fuck, man. School wasn't for him. (laughs) School wasn't for him. No. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't didn't know that. That's pretty crazy. Makes you kind of think if these tests are accurate or not, right? Yeah, I've been thinking about that for a while. (laughs) So, yeah, man, uh, hopefully. Huh? Oh, no, I was just going to say uh, Gallo had a crazy setup during the pandemic. Like, he was, like, he lived, like, on the fucking fourth floor. He had, like, a batting cage, like a net. And it was, like, his living room. And so, you know, it looked like, I mean, God forbid that baseball went through the net. It would just go right through the fucking window. And it looked like it was facing the city or something. It was crazy, but it was it looked fucking cool. I guess that's the luxury of, you know, having a big... Yeah. studio room hey, and not being get, able to go anywhere to work out you got to get your work in man yeah you got to get your work in you got to get your work in yep all right man so we've been uh we've been chatting for a while here who makes it to the world series i don't fucking know <laughs> the baltimore orioles and the miami marlins wouldn't that be something wouldn't that wouldn't that be the most 2020 thing ever? Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be. Look, I'm hoping we get – as much as I like all the turmoil, I kind of want to see a classic. Like, I kind of want to see Yankees and Dodgers. I kind of want to see the Astros and the Dodgers. I kind of no. – look, 2020 has been crazy. I kind of want to see, like, just – I want to see a classic. I want to see – Yeah, but that wouldn't fit the narrative. No, it wouldn't exactly. Maybe that maybe that'd be the sign that this fucking narrative is over, right? We're ready to move on. Um, whatever we get, I want to see a seven game classic. I want to see baseball as much as possible. I want every series to go seven games, and I want them to be nail biters all the way through. Um, look, I don't know who's gonna win. I think, I think whoever comes out of the NL East has a good shot. Obviously, I like the Dodgers. Out West, it's the same thing. It's the AL East and the AL West. I have no faith in the Central Divisions, uh, either one of them, uh, to make it all the way. But you just never know. Last year's Nationals proved one thing. 
if you get hot, you can ride that for a long time. And if someone gets hot over the last 30 games, I mean, we could see someone we never thought was coming, right? We could get all of a sudden the Cubs could be in the World Series. and We didn't think it was going to happen. All of a sudden we could see, you know, the White Sox or all of a sudden we could see, you know, the Rays or the, yeah. uh, the Angels. You know, I think the races are going to be very interesting because without this, without a lot of games, it's going to be close. It, right. No one's going to run away and hide. You know, no one, I don't think anyone's going to win by 10 games. I think the biggest margin will probably be six or seven uh, if one of these predictable teams that we, that we thought were going to do shit, do shit, right? Right. Uh, <clears throat> what else? Uh, you think we'll see a no hitter in the shortened season? I, I mean, it, yeah, why not? I hope so. Uh, what else? Ed, do you do you like the? Wait, you're not picking a World Series? Wait, you're not picking a World Series or what? No, I'm not. It's twenty. Oh wait, wait, hold on, hold you're on. You're not picking one. Yes, I am. I absolutely am. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> How could you not pick a World Series? I don't know. I asked you, and you said you didn't know. So I moved on. Well, I had to. I, I had to build it up, man. This is like you know WWE. Hey. You got. You need a storyline. Hey. hey, fucko, saying I don't know doesn't build it up. Everyone knows you don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know, but you're fucking damn skippy to you, my Lou, that I'm gonna pick two World Series teams. All right, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The reason I'm not going to pick this team is because I don't believe that they have enough pitching, okay? Otherwise, I would pick the Angels. I believe the Angels, you know, would make it. But they don't have the pitching. So I'm going with the Chicago White Sox and the Philadelphia Phillies. Nice. I like it. I and like that's it. that's my pick. <clears throat> I'm going to go half classic, half not. I think the Yankees and Garrett Cole will do it. They will bash their way through the season, and they've got enough pitching to make it to the World Series, and I don't want to see the Astros because I don't want to hear two weeks of how the Astros overcame a, a, a trash can banging scandal to freaking win it all. Uh, and then in the National League, I'm going to go with the Braves. I think that young pitching is going to do it. I think Freddie Freeman – hey, Freddie Freeman's going to walk around coughing on people because he's already had it. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's how he's going to take out the uh, NL East. He's going to just cough on everyone who comes to first base. Um, no, the, the Braves, I think, are a fantastic team. I think um, we've been seeing their progression year after year. And I think this short season, they make a little progression. Uh, a few things fall into place for them. And I think they end up making the World Series. I think we'll get the Yankees and the Braves in a repeat of, a, what was it, 1996 World Series? <clears throat> Yeah, 96. Somewhere around 95. there. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Who wins? Uh, the White Sox. And write it down. Write it yeah, down. Yeah, well, I'll, go, I'll go back and listen to this. And no, 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 no. no. Don't go back. Well, the, the proof it. is here. Huh? No, The proof is in the podcast. Go back. Write it down. I will go back. I think the Braves take the Yankees 4-3 in the World Series. Wow. The NL East wins it again. No, the Braves win it again. From the end. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pay attention, Alex. It's been so long that the Nationals won. I forgot. 
Hey, what's going to happen if there's like a fucking rain out? I mean, there's 66 days, 60 games in 69 games. days. Huh? Then you play 59 games. Yeah, but what if you need that one game to determine a playoff? You're screwed. That could be very interesting. Wouldn't that be something? That would be interesting. You know, you know what's funny is in this country, we are very used to a very structured professional season, right? It's very structured. Like we plan out most years, right? Not 2020. Most years, we know when opening day is. We know when our all-star game is. We know when the season ends. We know when the playoffs start. We know when the World Series starts, and we know when it ends. This year may be the first year where we don't know, right? Everything's kind of up in the air. Let me tell you something. This is the norm in other countries, especially in soccer. They move the schedule around constantly, right? They, they don't right. care. It's, it's, and there's always a lot of talk about shenanigans favoring certain teams, right? So this year, we may get a taste of what life is like in South America and in Europe in our planning, right? Because if, if, they, if there's a rain out and they decide not to make it up and it involves the Yankees or the Red Sox or, you know, a big team or a small market team, we're going to get all of the, all that conversation that we normally never get. Never. It right. never even crosses our mind, but yeah. we're going to get, we're going to get some interesting stuff. And I promise you it, you know, any game that's not made up for whatever reason, and it affects the playoffs or whatever, if, if it involves the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Astros, God forbid it involves the Astros, right? Uh, people are going to lose their mind. It's going to be very interesting. You think we'll see a, a batter hit 400? <clears throat> you know, I wonder about the averages, right? Because the averages can get really skewed. I don't think so. At 60 games is, a, is still a long way to go. And more importantly, I don't think we have that kind of hitter, right? If, if we had a Wade Boggs type of hitter, if we had a George Brett type of hitter, if we had a Pete Rose type of hitter amongst our, our elite now, then I could see it. The problem is nowadays our elite hitters are not really high average guys. They're high home run and RBI guys. And so – I don't think we're going to see 400. That's why I don't I think, think we're I, I think Cody Bellinger fans would uh, highly disagree with you. Remember last year he batted 400. He went pretty deep into the, you know, he, he batted 400 for like the first two months of baseball. Really? Did he go that far? He went pretty deep, yeah. But again, but again when I think of Cody Bellinger, I don't think of him as a, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think of him as a singles and doubles hitter. I think of him as a doubles and home run hitter. Right, and I think yeah. that kind of skews it a little bit. On the I think, I think side, there's a very. I tell you where we could see an, an an average go like an ERA average that could go down. Nah, well I say that, but then the flip side of that is there's no pitchers batting right. Everyone's doing the DH. So yeah, whereas maybe a Max Scherzer could do it. Right over a sixty games over twelve starts, a Scherzer could have a really low ERA. Strasburg, Degrom, uh, you know Walker Bueller. Now they don't. Now they don't have right the D eight. They were using the D eight in the National League. It might be a little bit harder. But that one, that I think we're closer to seeing someone, you know, drop in an under one ERA 
than we are of seeing someone hit 400. Just my opinion. Yeah, see, I actually think opposite because, I mean, you know, there's rumors of the baseballs being juiced. I can really see them being juiced for these 60 games. You know, it's it's live ball era, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and so I, I think it's more likely that we see a 400 hitter uh, then we do somebody, you know, pitching and under with, with you know, finishing the season with the under one ERA. But that should so, be that should be fun to watch. The major league, not not even American League or National League, the major league batting champ last year hit three thirty five. Right, but that's one hundred and sixty two games. We're talking just no, I know. We're talking just two months of baseball. I know, but again, my point is, it, it just. 346 the year before that you know we don't we don't have like we haven't had someone hit over 370 in a while you know and it's it it's tough to do like i said if we had if we had a guy like george brett a guy who i mean george brett george brett never struck out put the bat on the ball constantly super disciplined at the plate right then I'd say, yeah, you know, he's got a guy like that has a shot. Wade Boggs, a pure, pure, pure baseball hitter. Then I'd be more likely to think 400. But nowadays, we don't have that because we focus so much on power. Smith. You know what I hope we do see? I hope we see a 60-game hit streak. Someone gets a hit <laughs> all season. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be something if a guy takes a collar the first – five games and then goes on a 55 game hitting streak or 56 or 57 the record breaks Joe DiMaggio's record the record's 56 right right yeah right. so that's what I'm saying if he went if he did if he on the fifth game if he took the collar and then ripped off 55 straight because technically it wouldn't count if he got oh, a hit right. the first game of next year he'd be like right right Damn, 2020 fuck me out of a record <laughs> That's 2020 in a nutshell. <laughs> that was probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one. Oh, man. What else? Uh, starting extra. 20 in- home runs. 20 home runs. Anybody hit 20 home runs? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah? Yeah. What's that? So. One every three. Every three games. 20 home runs would be the equivalent of. 54 in a year? Yeah, someone will get to 20. 30? Huh? 30? No. No? That'd be the equivalent 25. of 25. 25. Hmm, I'm going to say no. no. Hey, write these down. These are good. <laughs> 25 would be the equivalent of 68. No 20. No. no. Uh, it's summertime, bro. The ball carries. That's true. And, yo, a lot <laughs> of these guys like to hit in the summer, right? Um, yeah. What do you think about starting the game, uh, starting extra innings with a man at second? Uh, I'm, I'm not for it. I mean, I guess because they have to play it in 66 days. You know, you want to get all the games in and not exhaust all, you know, all your pitching and all that. But this season, yes. Going forward, long term, no, no. I don't want to see that. I agree with you. I agree with you completely on that one. Um, 
another reason why bullpens won't be as valuable, right? Because the games are not going to be as long. Yeah. The average game, instead of being 9.3 innings, is now going to be 9.1. Just going to be shorter. Um, does anybody win? Does any team win 40 games or more? I mean, there's only probably two teams that, that I can think of that can realistically pull that off. The Who? Dodgers and the Yankees, right? The Astros. Maybe. The Twins. I don't think nobody hits 40. I don't think nobody hits 40. I don't, I don't think anyone hits 40. But the Twins probably have a good shot because they – look, they have to play 20 games against the Royals and the Tigers. Yeah, that's and they true. get another what a, another eight against the the Pirates. I mean, that's half the season, half the yeah. season against those three teams. So hold on, ten, forty. So they play. So you play forty. They play years five years. games. So they play five games against the four opposite games. division. Four games. Four games, right? Right. Four. Right. So four, there's five they, teams. That's so they're gonna play twenty-four games. 40% of their season will be against the Royals, Tigers, and Pirates. Yeah. If, the, if, the Indians, if the Indians are not in good shape, which we think they might not be, that's 34 games against what could potentially be shit teams. See, I think, I, I think the White – okay, now that, now, that you, now, that we, now that we analyze that, I think it's the White Sox. I think it's the White Sox. That win 40 games? That can pull it off, yeah. I think the White Sox could. I think Milwaukee could. Those central teams, because they have so many games against those crappy teams. And it actually falls perfect to my World Series prediction. They're the only team that wins 40. They'll be the only team to win the World Series this year. There you go. There you go. (laughs) You know, and a couple years ago, and you you and I know this very well because it was our guy that won it, right? Jacob DeGrom won the Cy Young with 10 wins. Will this year's Cy Young winner have 10 wins? Yes. I say no. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I think easily easily a, a pitcher can, can have a 10-1, and 10-2 stretch. Yeah, but it's really hard to get a decision 10 times out of 12. Right? Like, so hold yeah. on. Let, let me look. Oh, yeah, it's hard. Okay, Jake Flaherty went like 9-1 and one last year. He went 9-1 and one in the second half with an under one ERA, the pitcher for the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's possible. It could happen, I guess. Here, hold on. Let me look real quick. <clears throat> well, anything could happen, Ed. This is 2020. This is crazy. So, let's see. Oh, it doesn't give you the full record. So Verlander had 21 wins, Cole had 20, and Rodriguez had 19. 21, the equivalent of that is eight. Damn, eight? Yeah. (laughs) Some numbers are going to look ridiculous. You're going to have a Cy Young Award winner with seven wins. Watch. One of the one of the leagues will have one, right? Right. Seven and yeah. two with seven and two with five no decisions. That's not crazy. 
Now, what if it's a reliever? What, what if it's a what if it's a reliever that leads the league in wins? Oh, that's true. That would be very interesting. That could that can happen. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's probably a long shot, but it can happen. Well, this would be the this would be the year, right? Because right. with with starters getting so few starts, and the bullpens being used more, right? It could happen. Man, that would be interesting. So okay, so you would say seven or eight wins is is a twenty game season. Is is a twenty twenty game season. Twenty twenty wins. Oh, okay. It's equivalent to twenty one season. Yeah, so eight okay. so so seven point seven seven is the equivalent of twenty one. Okay. Twenty one wins. So all right, so we gotta do Shohei Otani, bro. We gotta do Otani over on the wins and home runs because he's gonna be doing both. What if he wins oh, Cy Young and MVP? This is the season he could win Cy Young and MVP. Oh yeah, for sure. And look, if he does both, I don't see how he does not win MVP. Right? Like if he goes, if he goes five and two, and he hits thirteen home runs. 40 RBI, that's the equivalent of about 39-120. How's that guy not the MVP? <laughs> this would be the perfect season. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because he doesn't have to be good for 162 games. Right? And, you know, if he can stay healthy, it's easier to stay healthy over 60 as opposed to 162. And I think and I think Joe Madden, I think the Angels have said, like, he's he doesn't have a, a leash. Like, he's They're going to let him go. go. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. So I think no, no. So we should probably write these down. You should write these down. No, no hitter. We will have a 40-win team. We will not have a 10-game winner win the Cy Young. We won't have a 10-game winner, period. Uh, what else? Uh, I can't think of anything. I can't think we'll of have a we'll have a batter we'll have a hitter hit four hundred. Oh no, we're gonna have a ten game winner. No, we're gonna have somebody hit between twenty and twenty five home runs. Somebody's gonna do it. Uh, will someone will hit twenty? No one will hit twenty five. Twenty five is too much. Too rich for my I mean, blood. Twenty, yes. 20s, you know, with this short season, like this is the season to like try to pin, like play prices right with it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so let's do let's do it. That's right what now. we should have done. Let's do it right now. Get get a pen and paper. Well, I was gonna go back and just listen to. Okay, it. go back. Let's do it right now. Just, uh, number of wins to win the Cy Young. No, oh, 10. I think somebody gets 10. Okay, I say eight. Uh, home run leader. 22. Shit. 23. I was going to say 22. Um, <laughs> highest number of wins by a team. Oh, by a team? 39. 40. Oh, you uh, just said no one's going to hit 40. <laughs> No, I did. I said someone will hit 40. 
Okay, okay. At first I said no, but then when we analyzed the central, I thought, <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the other one? Losses. How about losses? Anybody hit 40 losses? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, someone. Oh, man, okay, okay. What's okay? What's the number of losses? Yeah, I'm gonna go 41. Dude, there's some bad teams out there. You got the Orioles, the Marlins, the Royals, the Tigers, the Mariners, the Giants. That's six teams. Yo, I just realized the we didn't Pirates. give any love. I realized we didn't give any love to the Mariners in this. We talked about the AOS. <laughs> Look, I don't think anyone in Seattle is going to love the Mariners this year, so much less us. I think someone loses 43. 43 games. Can you imagine going 17 and 43? That's not unrealistic. No, it's not. It's not unrealistic. Considering, but that's considering in the past considering in the past 10 or 15 years, we've had a few 100-game losers. Yeah, yeah. No, it could happen. I mean, it would be 17 – a 17-win team would be the equivalent of winning 46 in a 162-game season. Oh, my God. Talk about painful. 116 losses in a year. Whew. That hurts. All right, man. You ready to wrap it up? That's it, yeah. We're Cannot ready. wait until Thursday when we start this – MLB season. Finally, it is here. I hope everyone has enjoyed the baseball preview. If you have comments for us on the show, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts and opinions with Alex, you can do so on Twitter. How do they reach you, Alex? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to share your opinions with me, let me know who you think the, uh, the what the magic number is going to be this year. You can reach me on Twitter as well, at emontana21. I hope you've enjoyed our 2020 MLB season preview. I hope you guys enjoy the baseball season as much as Alex and I will. Alex, you got any parting shots? Uh, no. No parting shots. Maybe I'll take a couple shots. But other than that, uh, I'm ready. For Thursday. I'm, I'm ready for Thursday. I can't I can't think beyond Thursday, man. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about anything. I want to I want to get to down to the business of baseball, baby. Alrighty, folks. As always, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.